0: Welcome back to the DK H2P Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, here on the DK Sports Radio Network, and it's the basketball episode. We're getting you ready for the weekend here. Hoops is finally going to be underway, we hope, as Pitt takes on Syracuse and basically a Uh, home-and-home. They played Syracuse last Wednesday. And beat them on the road. Now Syracuse comes here to pit, And uh, we'll get you to more about that game in the second segment. But first, we got to talk about some stuff that Jeff Capel was saying just earlier on Thursday. Uh, And uh, this is... uh, this is something that just he continues to follow up on, and you know everyone knows Capel's been very adamant about protecting the players and the emphasis of you know the student athletes should be protected at all costs, you know during this pandemic. But uh, Capel straight up just called out and just basically said that the season needs to be paused, and then he and I thought it was very good the temperament that he took here because he's not. You know, oftentimes when someone wants to break down your argument, they they build a straw man of you saying speaking in absolutes. And in this case, a lot of people who try to make fun of Jeff Capel or Mike Shashewsky when he was uh, agreeing with Jeff Capel, saying like, "Oh, you just want everything canceled because you don't want to play right now." And you're saying, "And and no, Jeff Capel's not saying that he is. He's saying that with the situation that the country is going through at this very moment, that college basketball should take a pause." Now, mind you, Jeff Capel has been saying this for quite some time, but especially now. So, of course, you need to ask why now. Well, here's here's a bit of the why. Going into the basketball season, the highest amount of deaths reported in the you know due to COVID-19 on a day was May 7th at 2,748 people who died. Now that went way down uh, to the to as low as I believe it was 209 deaths on July 5th. But once it got, got colder, and once we started looking in the ho- into the holidays, it got higher and higher, even before, uh, even before Halloween, and now it's almost double that, because, and this is Jeff Capel's point, on January 7th, it was 4,079 people who died. That is the most that has happened in, the, in, in, our, in our country in a single day. January thirteenth, four thousand and twenty two. January twelfth, four thousand and sixty-four. I mean, those are ridiculously high numbers. That's three times they broke it a four thousand deaths in a single day. And that's what Jeff Capel's talking about. Here, here's his whole quote. Here's his whole quote so you can you can hear him hear it himself. He says, I'm not saying we shouldn't have started or shouldn't play, but I think it should be paused, talking about the season. When you look at these numbers, there was a period we should have adjusted. Last Wednesday when we played, that was when chaos broke out in our country at the Capitol. There was so much attention to that, and rightfully so, but that night, you look and there were more COVID deaths on that day than there were at any point in time. And since, you've had three or four more days where it's been like that. I think we're still in it, being in the pandemic he's talking about there, and he said, look at these numbers. It's dangerous. It's dangerous. The experts are saying not to travel. These aren't professional athletes. That's completely different. Capel, of course, they're emphasizing, you know, talking about professional athletes, the NFL, the NBA, NHL, who are all in season right now. You know, talking about them, that's different. They're getting paid millions of dollars, some of them are just hundreds of thousands of dollars, but still they're getting paid significant amounts of money, and they have lots of resources to protect them. These are kids. They're in college. They're not getting paid anything. And I know some people are going to say, well, what about scholarship? Who, th- that's not what we're talking about here. They are putting their lives on the line, even more so than normally. Like when in football, you consider yourself, you know, injuries and things like that and things that could impact your life. But this, this COVID stuff, it's killing young people. It's taking away people that shouldn't be dying at the age. They're at Tim Lester, the Steelers fullback that died at 52. That shouldn't be happening, man, to COVID. And now you got kids, and we saw... Audis Tony's cousin, the kid from Florida, when he passed out about a month ago, you're seeing these kids put through a lot. And and that's Jeff Capel's point, is right now these numbers are ridiculous. And I'm a guy, I, I work in this industry. I'm a person who, I make money because my company makes money because sports is happening. And when sports doesn't happen, it hurts us. But it shouldn't be costing these kids their lives or at least putting their lives at risk. And when you see 3900 deaths on uh on you know in late December December 30th and then you see 4 4000 uh, to be to be to be to be clear, what's crazy is the day January 6th that he's talking about that January 6th that was 3902 deaths. That was at the time the most in, in the United States during the pandemic. That was the most deaths they had. January 7th, as I said, got even worse at over 4,079. And he's right. There have been three days since then that have been higher than January 6th on the day that he was talking about. Jeff Capel makes good points. And you can't say that he's doing this because his team stinks right now because they don't. They're what, 6-2? and two? playing well, figuring themselves out. And he even says the fact that they're not playing games is hurting them right now because he's like, you know, you teach them things and they apply them in a the game and they learn lessons, but then they can't turn around and then continue learning them and applying them quickly, which is how a lot of teams build, especially young teams like Pitt has right now. They got what, one senior on, on, on the roster? They got four freshmen who get lots of time? Five freshmen in this class? Nike Sabande, who's a transfer, you want to get him going in your offense, and you can't because he got he had to go out for contact tracing for a bit, and then they've had games postponed. You're trying to get Ithiel Horton to, to, to get his streak and figure out, can he be a hot shooter? They haven't played since Wednesday. He wants, to, he wants to play, but he also wants to make sure his kids are not being put at risk, and not just his kids, but all kids, and he's emphasized that time and time again. I think Jeff Capel's right, and I think people who try to make light of that as we've seen, some other coaches do. I, I think I think you're missing the point here. But for my money, college basketball should heed Jeff Capel's word and take a break during these crazy numbers because th- this ain't this ain't normal. This ain't you know like when we were talking late spring during the summer when things were calming down. You know, again in 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 July at one point. You were down at 200 deaths, and and not that 200 deaths is something to sneeze at. You know that's that's still that's that's still alarming when you're when you're looking at that for for COVID, and you're like okay, but at least it was compared to where this country had been. Breaking 2,500 deaths in April. It, you know that had showed that hey it had gotten back under control. And then even you know it spiked back up in July and August, and then it came back down in early October, but then it just Kept going up, and it's still going up. And as I say this to you right now, I'm, I'm recording on January 14th. January 13th, death death count was 4,022. Um, I, I I wouldn't be surprised if it was around that again for January 14th. And Jeff Capel's right. They shouldn't be, they they should they should not be pressing right now to play these games while all this is going on because if 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 some kids die, man. That's going to be a nightmare, and, and then I think you, you see you see de- deaths in college basketball. You're gonna you're gonna see a serious call for it to stop, not postpone, not push back. Stop the season again, and they don't want to do that. But we'll see how it goes. And Jeff Cable even said he knows it's not going to happen. He knows they're not going to stop it because they need to make money, and he knows that he, he didn't say he didn't say I know they need to make money, but he said I know they're not going to stop it, and it's not going to happen. But I think this still should happen. But we we know why it won't stop. So let's just hope that no kids get it, man. It's going to be rough. Or at least get it and get the worst of it. Because we've seen several kids get it. We've even seen some pit players get it. But all that being said, let's take a quick break. Let's talk about some actual basketball after this. Back here on the DKHGP Podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter. Let's talk about this upcoming weekend. Now, it's not just the game. I don't want to just talk about the game. But we need to see something from Pitt that needs to materialize. Now, they still won't have Justin Champagne, but they will have their full roster back. They got, you know, they, they got Nike Sabande back, John Hugley back. they they, they going to have everybody. They'll call you, too. But... This pit team, the last time they played Syracuse, it was a great comeback, 18 point comeback. The way they played in the end was inspiring. But how do you avoid going down like that again? This is where leaders need to lead. This is where the guys like Xavier Johnson, Audi's Tony, they're going to need to step up in these moments. And get and make it so that hey, we're not falling behind these dudes like that again. There's going to be times when Syracuse makes runs. They're a talented team. They've got a tough defense. That that zone, it's it's not something to sneeze at. When, we, when people say you got to beat the zone, it's not because it's easy to beat. But if you're going to be a good program, if you're going to succeed in the NCAA, if you're going to get far, far in the ACC, you got to learn to beat it. And that's where I think that you got to see this team not fall into those same ruts they have. And it's going to be tough. Jeff Capel acknowledged. The fact that they ain't played since last Wednesday. And, you know, you got games like when they were about to play Duke, they were on their way to the bus to the airport to play that game. Like, imagine thinking you're going to play it, and you stop, you turn around, and everything's canceled for you. But they got to still stay focused. And I'm convinced I've seen enough from this team to see that Jeff Capel is saying and teaching the right things. But I don't care who you are as a coach. If you don't got the right guys, it don't matter what you say to them. You ain't gonna get them to be superstars. You ain't gonna take them to the championship game. Chuck Noll said it when he first joined the Steelers. He said, "He said, you know, it's not that you don't believe in yourselves. It's not that you're doing. It. You're just not good enough." And he needed to dump a lot of players to build the the future for that for the, for the '70s Steelers. And Jeff Capel pretty much did that with Kevin Stallings. So of course, it's easier to do in college, but you look at Audis Tony, Xavier Johnson, um, and when you add when we asked Audis Tony about that, I asked him about the leadership question, and he he mistakenly brought up Trey McGowan's for a second. And he was like, "Well, Trey's not here no more," but he brought up how they were the first class. They were they were the group that that Capel started with, and that they recognized that, and that they've been through this together. And that they want to set a standard for the younger guys to follow. Because remember, there, there's four freshmen that's getting a lot of time. There's five freshmen in this class with uh, Madison. But uh, when you look at Noah Collier, Femi Otakale, um John Hugley, and William Jeffress, there's guys that are seeing good minutes. And Pitt needs to set the standard for those guys to carry forward. But he also needs to set the standard for in these games, beyond just the future, in this game against Syracuse, you're going to face a team that's going to use that zone defense, and they're going to adjust to the ways that you beat them last time. People often forget. They think that you go in and the other team doesn't matter. Oh, they do. They're going to they're going to see, okay, Xavier Johnson was driving and dishing here. We're going to cover up against that. Terrell Brown, he was doing some things against us. We're going to try to adjust against that. This is where the leaders are going to need to come in and say, hey, we're not going to let this team... Clamp us up the way they did last time. We're gonna play solid defense earlier on, not give them as many open shots, but even if they're beyond the perimeter, and lock it down. That's what needs to happen here in this game, beyond, beyond just winning the the, the game outright. And they it, it, it it, they do they do need to win this game, uh, to continue this. But but, to not let this game ever get out of control, and to fight. To show that you know, to make this a close game and show that you good progress. That's what I, I want to see from Pitt. If I'm if I'm a Pitt Panther fan, I got to be looking at at those leaders and say, Hey, in those tough moments, don't have the t- the, the the stupid turnover. Avoid, and for Xavier Johnson, avoid the bad fouls. You know, I, I asked Jeff Capel about Xavier Johnson's fouling. Um, you know, in the last game against against Syracuse, and the he picked up two really quickly. And the second one was sticky tack The second one, it, it, you even saw Jeff Capel's face. He just kind of threw his hands up and like put his head down. It was just like, I can't believe this is happening right now. And I asked him about that, and he was like, yeah, well, you know, you got a pen, but you still got to avoid the bad ones like the first one. And he said the first one, and it was like that one was obvious, and he's got to avoid the obvious ones. And that's how you know a coach is good because uh, some coaches will take the bait and they will go, And I, not that I was putting a bait out there, but some coaches will take that question and run with it and say, yeah, the calls stu- suck. Suck. But Jeff Cable didn't, he was like, "Nah, you know, he still has to avoid the obvious ones." And he said, "Everybody makes mistakes. I make mistakes with some of my calls. So I got to come out here and I got to get and I and I got to make I got to make I got to you know, make up for." It. And he's like, "You know, whenever I make mistakes, I need to do other make sure I do the other things right." And his point was is that the referees are going to make some bad calls against Xavier Johnson, but if he avoids the obvious fouls, he'll stay out of foul trouble. Or at least make it easier to do so. And I think that's the bottom line here, right? At least for Xavier. Audis, I think, is continuing to step up as a leader. I, I I really didn't get it until I saw him live last year. I got to cover um, a game against Virginia last year before I was even full-time here at DK Pittsburgh Sports. And I saw the way he was playing. I think that was the game he got hurt, too. Um, and I was like, man, that, that dude's tough. And you're seeing it this year with the way that he's rebounding and especially stepping up and rebounding in Justin Champagne's presence. Or lack of well, his absence. And I think that's the other thing is you need to see the rest of the team start doing that too. John is coming back. Can he, can he put on a better display of protecting the boards and boxing people out consistently? And with the leaders, can you get on him to do that? Part of what makes a great leader isn't just the yelling or the speeches it's it's setting the standard and showing that even in the toughest moments you're coming with your best game don't gotta always win but you know how to respond even in the most the, the times of the of the most adversity and that's where oftentimes I look at this and I and, and I say how many times has your favorite player in any sport done something like that? When the Pens were down to the Flyers, was it four nothing in the Max Talbot shush game? You saw their leaders step up and not make the key the key mistakes at that point, and then you know, in, in that time, carrying the team the way they needed to. When the Steelers have come back at certain points in time, you've seen you've seen their leaders step up and say, well, "I'll I'll make the play." Keep our heads in these situations. Don't go crazy. Don't try to be Superman. Do your job. Stay focused on your job. Don't break formation here. And it's clear Jeff Capel knows how basketball is supposed to be played. His systems work when they're being operated. I think that's just what needs to happen here with this game. If Pitt, mark my words, if Pitt comes into this game and consistently can break this zone defense of Syracuse and figure out what they're doing, and Syracuse is going to adjust to them. Like Even if Pitt comes out in the first half and does some really good things, they're going to have to get ready because Syracuse is going to adjust right back and try to take away some things in the second half. But if Pitt can do it in this game, one, I think they'll win. But two, I think they'll look at each other and say, we're figuring this out. And again, you're going to need your leaders to help with that. Do your best to avoid taking the the bad shots. You know, and, and part of it is the, the growth you've seen in Xavier Johnson. I've talked about it a lot this season. How many times has he, you know, do, or were you used to before this season him driving into the hole and taking on triple teams and going for the layup when he didn't need to? And he's tried that a couple times this season, but you've seen so many more times where he's driven the hole and kicked low pass. Get it to Terrell Brown. Kick a little pass. Get it to John Hugley. Get it to Justin Champenny. Get it to Audis Tony. He's doing that better. And that's, that's part of being a leader is recognizing where your weaknesses are and turning them into your strengths. And when you show other players how to do that, then they'll try to do that in their games. Then maybe Femi Uticale is several steps ahead of where he needs to be whenever he takes over for Xavier Johnson at the point guard position. Maybe that's next year. Maybe that's two years down the line. But either way, when you give him a shining example, he can follow it. I think that was a big reason why Carl Krauser improved from his young days to when he got old, because he got to watch Brandon Knight. And Carl Krauser still was kind of crazy at times with the way he would just charge it to quadruple teams. But I, I, I saw him you know, go from being the sixth man to go from understanding how to run an offense a little bit better because he was behind a, a player like Brandon Knight. He was one of my fi- favorite pit basketball players to ever watch. That's what you need to see this weekend against Syracuse. That's what you need to see moving forward from this team. Those leaders, those veterans stepping up, finding ways to win. And even when you're not finding ways to win, finding ways to respond to moments of adversity. And it feels like this whole year is a moment of adversity, right? (laughs) Because COVID and everything else. But I'm talking about in a game, you know, another team goes on a nine-point, ten-point run, whatever. You miss some shots. You You call a timeout coach says what you need to do and you get your boys together and you do it and i think they got a leader in justin Champeny for sure i mean these guys are leaders i'm not they're not, but this, this is going to gonna show how much of a leader they are you know Champeny coming in and, and corrected things last last week against syracuse even while he's injured that's that's leader stuff now you need to see that stuff from the other leaders they do that and then Champeny comes back man this team might be special This year in the ACC and do some damage down the line. That's what we got for here for you here today on the DKH2P Podcast. Thanks so much for listening to the show. We appreciate you listening on the DK Podcast Network. Stay tuned. We got a lot of stuff coming at you this week. Still the aftermath of the Steelers' loss. Got to talk with DK um, you know, on the daily shots, but of course, Penguin season is underway, so we're going to have a lot of content for you there covering the, the, the Pittsburgh Penguins. Don't forget, of course, the Pirates as well, all on DK's daily shots. We're also going to be having a lot of stuff for you coming your way. Um, don't forget, we have the Mike's Happy Hour on Friday, 530. It's a live show. You can myself taylor and whoever else is on the show we've been having a lot of alex stump maybe dk will get on maybe we'll get someone else we have well i I know that we'll be there giving you answering your questions giving you all the entertainment for an hour bring your favorite beer i'll be bringing mine from mike's beer bar right on that show until then friends h2p